0: Hi everybody and welcome to a special midweek episode of the Purple and Gold Football Talk Podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, James and Gary. Joining me today as always is Ian Anderson. Ian, say hi to the people.
1: What's going on everybody? I'm glad to be here. Special, special night. After last night's game, I felt like we had to do this.
0: Hell yeah. So our special guest tonight is perennial champion of our fantasy league. Uh, not this year though. Um, it is Mike Carrington. Mike, say hello to the people.
2: All right, hey, how's it going, Raider Nation? Represent. I'm here. I'm here. Let's go. I'm ready.
0: Yep. Okay, so now you know why he's on the show. Uh, <laughs> he is a he is a diehard Raider fan, um, constantly crying in the chat about how how much how bad they've been in recent years. But uh, <laughs> right now, there's time for hope because as you probably all saw Monday night, the Raiders had a absolutely crazy win against the one of the top teams in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens. So Mike, why don't you just go ahead and and take the, take the wheel, tell us your thoughts on the game, what you, what you think and how you, how you feel about the win and whatnot.
2: All right. Yeah. This, the game was crazy. Um, it's definitely going to be game of the year. I would say, um, already it's early, but I mean, you have an overtime game that went all the way down to the wire, almost won the game, gave up the game and then won the game again. Um, it was, it was crazy. Um, things I would like to take from that is the defense is looking really good, way better from last year because we got the new defensive coordinator with uh, Gus Bradley, and he has us playing a lot faster than we did last year. Uh, people are flying to the ball. Uh, Max Crosby looked great. He looked elite. Uh, two sacks, seven tackles. He had uh what thirteen uh thirteen pressures, so he could have got he could have got to Lamar Jackson if he if, if this was like a statue in the pocket, you're looking at Max Crosby having possibly five sacks in that game. Um, uh, unfortunately, we lost a lot of a lot of guys to injury. We lost uh, Yannick Ngakwe. He went he went down. Um, still haven't heard of anything like uh, how long he's going to be out. Um, uh, McCoy went down, uh, we just signed him off of, uh, I think a one-year deal. That's huge. And that one's going to hurt us like big time. So, um, yeah. you know, that's going to hurt the defense. And then on offense, um, you know, we had, we had Josh Jacobs who was hobbled and he's dealing with turf <laughs> toe. Um, we lost our starting guard Denzel good, who Derek Carr said that was the MVP last year. So we're going to hurt in the interior line. Cause I mean, and, and it showed too. our The interior line was getting whooped up bad. Um, The Ravens, the Ravens front seven is ridiculous. Patrick Queen looked like an absolute stud. I like our, I like our offensive tackles um, besides Leatherwood, uh, besides that uh, offside, that, that false start that causes to go back five yards in overtime. Besides that, I say he played pretty decent. Um, Colton Miller looks like a possible pro bowler. Um, and this is unbiased, of course. <laughs> and uh, uh, Derek Carr, I mean, what can I say about him, man? He he keeps getting shoveled crap, and he keeps overcoming, and and he's he's elite, despite what the people say. He's elite. He puts up numbers. He, he always brings the team back when uh, when it's time to you know get that game time field goal or game winning touchdown. He does it every time. Uh, I, he's very dependable. Um, I. That's pretty much it as far as I go. Um, I know you guys got plenty for me. so.
1: Oh, we got plenty. Don't you worry. No. Yeah. Hey, I, I got to say, um, Derek Carr, once he settled in, that's when he started going off. All right, because that first quarter he was a little shaky. Yeah. Um, I think he forgot that there's other players on the field other than Darren Waller. Wow. Nine, of, nine of his passes went Darren Waller's way. And I get it. Darren Waller's top probably top three maybe top two actually after last night i mean he might have proved he's the top but you know what i mean but after he settled in he was he was really starting to hit his guys and he looked a lot better um (laughs) yeah i liked how you explained the we won the game then we gave away the game we then we won the game again because that interception in the end zone was just like what (laughs) what just happened
2: yeah and you know what man it was crazy is that you know as a raider fan i'm like oh here we go again man we're about to give up this game in the most epic way possible we topped our last time of giving away games so when we when we didn't score we threw that interception uh i thought the game was over to be honest with you i I was i was ready to call it quits turn off the tv and cry about that loss for the rest of the season so
1: you know well i think i think you're right i think uh I think we have an early candidate for game of the year. That was that game was really fun to watch. I mean, uh, any game you put Lamar Jackson on the field, first of all, it's always going to be some kind of entertaining. But uh, Oakland definitely held their own last night. And, um, yeah, so that's what I got to say about Oakland. Vegas, baby. Vegas. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> my bad. For all the payers out there, I'm sorry. You know, I'm so used you know, to it. No, they
0: are. I, they are the Oakland Raiders. Just I like keep they're. doing it.
1: It's like I keep wa- calling, you know, the Washington Redskins. I, I yeah. keep forgetting and need to stop that football team.
0: Yeah, no, just like, just like the Angels or the Anaheim Angels, the Raiders are the Oakland Raiders to me still. Exactly. Like the Chargers, the San Diego Chargers. But, um, yeah, I had the same thoughts as Mike. Like when, uh, they, when they didn't score on that – one trip, they threw the pick through uh, Willie Snead's hands. I was like, okay, they, this really sucks. They lost. Mike's gonna be very sad. And then, um, and then uh, like to the surprise of everyone, the defense got to stop. That's what's been this team's plague for the past several years. Is like, it's something uh, Michael Lombardi says all the time. Uh, if you're if you're slow, if your defense is slow up the middle, you have a slow defense, meaning your your linebacker and your safeties and you know, I didn't I didn't watch a lot of the game last night to be honest. My son had his first T-ball practice, so that was I was I was taking care of that, which was awesome by the
1: way. I mean, that's got to be that's but, I can't <laughs> wait for those days.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. it was it it was great, man. He he had a blast. Good. But um I I I bring that up because uh, I didn't I didn't get to see if if they seemed any faster this year than they had in years past. Did you get a sense that the team was playing faster at all?
2: Yeah, you know what? Uh, it, it, it looked a, it looked a lot faster than uh, prior years with um, Paul Gunther. Paul Gunther had the linebackers looking like they didn't know what they were doing last year. Um, we made some good additions with um, K.J. Wright, um, Denzel Perryman, who were uh, uh, Gus Bradley guys when they were with um, the Chargers in Seattle back then. Um, so they, they knew the defense. They're pretty much plug and play. And, and they look quick, uh, if you noticed on the uh, fourth and one, I think it was uh, 17 to 10 in the fourth quarter. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, KJ Wright came in, did a stunt up the A-gap and just totally shut down the run on a big running back uh, with uh, Latavius Murray and got a turnover off of that. Uh, I don't think years prior, we would see anything like that with that defense. The linebackers are playing quicker. Um, we, we didn't blitz really much. We, we sent four, and we were still getting a lot of pressure. So that's attributing to Gus Bradley's system.
1: Yeah, I have to agree with you. Uh, the tackles for uh, Baltimore, Ronnie Staley and Alejandro Villanueva could not handle Max Crosby, first no. of all. and He was so fast off the line, and, but until Yannick got hurt, even he did. I think he I think Yannick looked more productive for Oakland last night than he did in any games that he played with Baltimore last year. Um that being said, he actually led the Minnesota Vikings in sacks last year before he was traded and still ended as the leading sacker for Minnesota. But they could not stop Yannick or Max Crosby. Max Crosby is a freak. That dude <laughs> he's yes. he's so fast yeah. on the line. Uh he, he's I like him a lot, and yeah, you're right. Their defense definitely looks a lot faster than last year.
0: All right. That, that's something I was curious about. Yeah, because um, I, I said this to Ian um during our first podcast that if the Raiders can just have an average defense, it's, actually, I'm pretty sure I said this on the pod. If I did, I know I said it somewhere. If the Raiders could just have an average defense, the offense has been above average the past two years. They're going to compete for a playoff spot, even in even in a pretty pretty deep uh, AFC in my opinion, uh, the past two years they've averaged uh, 5.9 yards per play, which has been top 10 in the league uh, for reference, the average amount has like 5.5, 5.6. they're right around that figure tonight they average 6.1. Now the, the defense gave up 6.1 yards per play, but then again you are playing Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. However, I'm pretty sure uh, Lamar, went under his rushing prop it was like 75 and a half and he had a 60 or something okay yeah Six. He, had, oh, no, he, had, he had 86 yards rushing okay never mind uh but bel- belay that so lamar still had a good game on the ground but it's very impressive they were able to to pressure him as much as they did you know max crosby had the game of his life now i really hope because i there's um i know a lot of raiders fans in Southern California. Uh, Obviously, I, I like Mike a little bit. Um, I really, <laughs> I really hope this isn't one of those, um, one of those anomaly anomaly week one wins. Like, Ian, you remember several years ago,
1: <laughs> Jim
0: Pumphula's oh, debut against. Oh, I, I you know that
1: just that just came <laughs> that just came up in my uh, my memories, <laughs> yeah. and on yeah, Facebook, even,
0: even Ron Jeremy can win a week one game. So there's always crazy stuff <laughs> that happens week one. But if I the defense know. can play with this type of speed. The rest of the year, if Crosby can have a, I mean, he looked like an All-Pro last night. If he can keep this play up, uh, this team's going to compete for a playoff spot. Especially with, um, with uh, the AFC South looking like absolute trash, you probably only get one team there. Uh, I think there's going to be three teams from the AFC West, and I mean, Vegas could be one of them.
1: Yeah, I, looking at watching Max Crosby last night, I think that people like Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes, uh, the the ones who are so elusive, might be the only ones who can avoid getting I mean he was sacked twice but still I think uh Kirk Cousins or a Derek Carr you know I think a quarterback like that gets sacked three four five times rather than the guy who can run 86 yards and runs a forward you know four four forty so but I hope you're right I hope they stay like that
2: yeah you know what it was it was a lot of it was a lot of those plays where uh we were getting good pressure and it looked like we got the sack in the bag and then you know he he breaks for another 10 yards and even towards the fourth quarter he broke for about uh, I, I don't know how long it is but a 30 40 yard chunk play and mm-hmm. you know it 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 broke our it could have possibly broke our back with that one i mean and and next week we got Pittsburgh and um we don't necessarily have to deal with that with Big Ben so you know we'll we'll see how it goes
1: no you will not have to worry about that with <laughs> Big Ben <laughs>
0: yeah matter next week they I, are Oh, sorry, but yeah, no, ahead.
1: I just think their O-line is, from what I've seen, it's not looking very good. So I think Max Crosby might have a, another good day.
0: Yeah, so they don't yeah. have it that down. Uh, interesting fact, Najee Harris played every single offensive snap for the Steelers. That's pretty impressive. Wow. If you ask me.
1: Is Who's their backup back running back? Is it Benny Snell?
0: I think it's, Anthony, it's either Snell or Anthony Farland. Oh
1: McFarland Jr., yeah. They lost Snail. Is Snell Snail still there or? I think they, he's
2: still there. It's I think he's or...
1: still there. Connor went over to Arizona.
2: Right. So um Yeah, let's... man, you know you know yeah. I did want to add is so if uh for the Raiders, if they do miss the playoffs, it's gonna be because of that interior line. Our offensive line is porous this year in comparison to last year. We had uh we had uh who was my guy, the center, uh, Rodney Hudson, and gave up Gabe Jackson. Um, those, and we were, you know, we we were one of the top lines back in like seventeen or eighteen. But as time went on, they weren't run blocking very well, um, and we were paying them way too much money. Trent Brown, uh, he was a bust, um, and we had to we had to get younger and we went cheaper. So that's what we get. That's the product we we're putting out there this year. And um, I wasn't too confident in that offensive line, to
1: be honest with you. So were you happy or upset on draft day?
2: Oh yeah, I was very upset, man. Yeah, you know I was gonna I, say that. Yeah. yeah, and you you know what? Uh, I, our our second round pick Trayvon Merrick, I thought we were gonna get him first round and go offensive line in the second round. So it it, it kind of worked out in in a strange way, but you know it i was still a little bit upset about Actually, it
1: how did he do last night trevon he's the rookie out of what uh tcu yeah tcu rookie out of tcu how did um, he do last night he he did decent
2: uh he didn't get burned on any plays uh one thing that i was kind of iffy about is uh that run up the middle that first score he kind of whiffed on a tackle um i wasn't happy about that one looked like same old raiders with that so uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was Besides that, he had a pretty solid game.
1: Uh, you got some good players on on every level, though. Right next to him is Jonathan Abram, and
2: yep, he looks under control this year. And that's that's more important to me because most of the time he's uh he has his head down, missing tackles, whiffing on tackles, missing assignments. This year, he looks like he's a lot more uh he's using more of his mind than you know, going like head on with somebody. So mm-hmm. th- he looks good this year.
1: Yeah, good.
0: Okay, um did you have anything else to add Ian?
1: Not really about the the Raiders. I, it was a fun game. I'm I'm impressed with what I saw.
0: All right. I I just wanted to throw out some uh some fantasy stats here for a second. Uh regarding the Ravens backfield since uh both starters got hurt before the season started, um you had a pretty much even split between Tyson Williams and Latavius Murray. Uh 9 carries for Williams, 10 for Murray. However, four targets for Williams, zero for Murray, so if that keeps up, Murray's just going to be a a lower-end RB2 at best, I believe, because he won't have the passing upside, but Williams could be a high-end, a mid-to-high-end RB2 if he keeps up that target share, and the trend can not much of a factor, just two carries for him. Uh, As far as the Raiders go, I know that Jacobs was hurt this game, so take this with a grain of salt, but... Jacobs had 10 of the rushing attempts. Drake had six uh, targets. Jacobs only had two. And that's always been a knock on him is that he doesn't get involved in the passing game. Drake has five targets. So uh, it looks like, uh-huh. I mean, this is what people projected. So I could, I'm, I'm feeling pretty okay saying that like Drake's going to be the primary passing back and Jacobs is, if they're, if they're uh favored, I mean, if they're under big underdogs in the game, you might want to look elsewhere if you have a Jacobs on your roster. Uh, I just wanted to throw – you guys got any uh, thoughts on that? I just want to throw that out there because running backs are king of fantasy. I thought people would want to know that.
2: Yeah, as far as wide receivers go too, is like fantasy goes, it, it's 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 a gamble with the Raiders. You're going to get somebody at the wide receiver position um, different. is going to be a different guy every game.
1: Yeah, from because – From Darren one Walker. to
2: five, it's, yeah, it's from one to five receiver, it's, it's, it's a pick him. He's going to throw to whoever's open.
1: Well, nineteen of his thirty-four attempts yesterday. Or, well, sorry. yeah,
2: besides besides, besides Waller, <laughs> besides Waller, the wide receiver position there's there's it's gonna go to whoever. It can go to Renfro all game. It can go to Rugs another game. It could go to Zay Jones another game. Like it's they don't have that that solid number one receiver. Your our number one receiver is Darren Waller, basically.
1: Yeah, I thought it was gonna be Henry Ruggs, but
2: yeah. It's
1: yes, not a I
0: bad do. place to be. Um, so yeah, Rugs and Edwards had same amount of targets, five and five. Ren Renfro led the receiving core with nine targets, and then I said receiving core. Um, mm-hmm. Let's just face Waller dominated everything else. All right. Yeah. If um, I'll oh, go ahead. Ian.
1: No, I was going to agree uh, on the uh, the Ravens running backs. I was really impressed with how that turned out. They signed Latavius Murray on like Wednesday, and he comes out. And he has ten ten carries and. Scores a touchdown and he actually got most of the workload in the second half. I thought that Tyson Williams looked really good and I was I was uh, I was being crept on in fantasy uh, like <laughs> Christian and Tyson Williams was scaring me. And then Baltimore comes out and says, "No, we're going to give Latavius Murray the ball." So I like that, Mister Tay Train. I always liked him in Minnesota. I liked him in in, uh, in Oakland. Not yeah. in Las Vegas. When he was in Oakland, yeah, I thought he was good. He
2: was start our starting yeah. running back when we made the playoffs.
1: I remember that, and I liked him in Minnesota, too. And I liked him in Oak New Orleans. So it was nice to see that that worked out. I think that there were a lot of people questioning because they had J.K. Dobbins go out. They had – who else? Edwards. What are the other running backs? Gus Edwards. Gus, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill all tore their ACLs. So um, – Obviously, Lamar Jackson still led the team in rushing yards, but I don't think that's going to look much different from week to week. But
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, oh, for reference, it, that's ironic. Renfro played the least amount of snaps. He played fifty-five percent of snaps. Edwards and Rugs both played sixty-six and sixty-five, respectively. But, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and shift gears to uh, two – Topics regarding the Niners that uh, I didn't re- I didn't address in the last pod, par- partly because they kind of happened after the fact. But, well, in anyways, I'm addressing them right now. Uh, there was uh, Raheem Mostert's wife came out on social media with the a, a pretty like a sad message in a way, saying like people were DMing her husband, like you know just all kinds of crazy shit. Like I imagine death threats and just insults and all this other kind of stuff and i just i've never understood this from from fans you know like like especially like like just, just you know regular fans you just want to see the team win who have like no like no like monetary investment in it like what what is wrong with you dude why, why, why are you gonna take the time your time to go out and message some dude who, who got hurt like Especially when you have like nothing on the line, you just you're just a diehard fan. Which those like those fans pay the bills, right? That's why the NFL is so big. Part of the reason, but still, like I just I've never understood that mindset. And then if you did this because you bet on the Niners or you bet his rushing prop or you have him in fantasy, like like you're you're no one cares about your fantasy team. It's right. <laughs> <No one cares laughs> about your 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 bad beat bets. Like no one gives a fuck. I'm sorry.
1: Did you yeah. say this was ro- ro- Mostert's?
0: Raheem Mostert's wife, yeah. So after the game, she comes out on social media and says, like, I'm tired of going in his DMs and seeing all these nasty messages about him. Like, this is our livelihood. This is how our family eats and, you know, this and that, this and that. And it's just – I've never understood people who, like, take the time to call out athletes, you know, because I I always remind myself,
1: like, who do
0: you think is the worst receiver in the league? Just – off off the cuff. Give me a name. Give
1: me Laquan a name. Treadwell. Laquan Treadwell.
0: Laquan <laughs> Treadwell. Okay. He he's better than ninety-nine point nine percent of humans who have ever played the receiver position. Like
1: the, yeah, you're right. you're right. These
0: guys are like phenomenal athletes. Just because they can't make it in the best league in the world, like doesn't mean they're they're, you know, shitty athletes or whatever. And that's getting besides the point. The main point is like, who are we to talk shit on these guys who this like like she said, this is their livelihood. This is how they pay the bills. They're not. I mean, most of them are aren't not trying. You know, some of them just can't make it at this level. But to go out of your way and to like just further like try to make them feel like crap—that's just that's just low low human shit. Like I, I've never understood that.
2: Yeah, I agree, man. Did it? Uh, Moster, he was uh, undrafted, right? He He's undrafted free agent. I believe so. Yeah,
0: he ran. I don't know if he was a track star in the Olympics or if he ran track in college or something. But like, okay. He, uh, he he of those things. I'm not sure.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong. Now, <clears throat> we would mentioned this. I mentioned this on our first podcast. But Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo in the Vikings playoff game and the Green Bay game collectively threw the ball like 11 times. Didn't Raheem Mostert carry the team to the Super Bowl?
0: It was it was 15. All right, it's like 15 attempts. Get it? Right oh my now. God. Um, but yeah, you're, you're correct.
1: <laughs> yeah, come on. Now this guy carried. Obviously, the defense was really good too. But this guy carried. Offensively, carried your team to the super bowl they didn't win but that that guy put them there come on now yeah i don't i just
0: i don't i don't get it even if we've been zero and 16 for three years like just do something else like, you, can you so so many other things better to do with your time and be a shitty human being
1: i've never so. understood that too or either i mean but could you imagine some of these other players to get death threats like for example I'm gonna I'm gonna name a Viking by the name of Blair Walsh. 2015, 20, oh, 20, 20, after that missed field, twenty seven yard field goal to beat Seattle in like negative six degree weather. And you're talking about Raheem Mostert carrying somebody a team to a Super Bowl. How do you feel that Blair Walsh was treated afterwards? But I guess this is different. Maybe it's different fan base. I don't know. Maybe it's different. Philly probably is probably the worst at that.
0: Uh maybe. I mean, maybe not. They they get all their anger out at the game, so <laughs> maybe they don't have anything. Yeah.
1: Else when they they, go they throw beer bottles at Santa Claus and <laughs> burn, burn down cities when they win the Super Bowl. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I, by, the,
2: by the way, by the yeah. way, thanks for uh Daniel Carlson.
1: Oh, oh my God. You know, I mentioned early. We, we, in our last, in the last podcast, I was like, yeah, we've been through – because the Vikings guy, uh, Greg Joseph, he made a clutch field goal. And I was like, yeah, James, I've been through the ringer with some kickers. Okay, Blair Walsh, Daniel Carlson. But now he's like the top five kicker in the league. But my it was so funny in that game that we cut him because we were in Green Bay and we're tied and we're in overtime. And he missed a field goal to win overtime. And then Green Bay got the ball back. Then we got the ball back. Then he missed a second field goal. And then the press conference after we cut him, the reporter was like, "Was his easy choice to cut Daniel Carlson? And Mike Zimmer said, did you watch the game? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, damn, Zim. But yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. You can have Mr. Auburn. And I'm glad glad he's thriving for you guys.
2: You know what? I did want to add on to the Raheem Mostert thing, man. Like anytime you get a – undrafted free agent coming out and they make a starting team you can't deny and you can't you can't say that this person didn't work hard to get to where they were so I mean any kind of argument or any kind of gripe you have against a person who's made it from basically ground up like it's invalid at that point you know and, and these fans man like hey, I, I I'm I'm pretty bad on my team and I'm pretty bad on other players but I gotta sit back and look at like hey these guys these guys are professionals, man. You know, and even the worst player is way better than what I can do. You know, and what most of us can do. So, you know, we, we really, we really got to keep that in mind. You know, death threats and all that stuff. You know, uh, threatening people's family—that's that's that's crossing the line, man.
0: Yeah, de- definitely. All right, so um, the the second topic I wanted to get to was uh, one of, one of my um former colleagues and. Uh, close buddies from the website I wrote for Javier Vega. He tweeted something regarding uh regarding how the game would have been totally different if Jimmy Garoppolo had completed a third and four. Well, rather if Debo Samuel had not dropped a third and four conversion against the Lions. Which I'll I'll be honest, when I first saw it, I it, I took it as him like you know throwing Shea Garoppolo, but that's that wasn't it. He was just saying like if if he throws a better ball or if Debo doesn't drop it, then this the whole the the rest of the game probably doesn't get as crazy as it does because they can milk more time off the clock probably kick a field goal and pretty much leave them with no time left for any type of realistic comeback um having said that a lot of people took it the same way i did at first uh throwing shade at garoppolo and i i just need to say like this fan base needs to stop being so sensitive over this guy like i I get it. I was a huge Garoppolo fan after the Super Bowl season, right? Cuz he just took us to a to a Super Bowl. Um and I thought he was going to be the the franchise guy. I was hoping for that. I like the player. He he's Italian, he's attractive, like what's not to like about him? <laughs> and another thing like I I think I I've pinned down why Niners fans are like so so um what's the word, emotional when it comes to him because after Harbaugh uh got fired or left on mutual terms, whatever, this team was terrible. They had a uh, Jim Tom Sula for a year. Oof. I can't even say his name without laughing. He was so Ron
1: bad. Ron Jeremy,
0: so bad. <laughs> and then they went to Chip Kelly, which I was kind of excited for. You know, he going to bring a new look to the to the NFL. But that flamed out. And then, um, and then they went to I think I believe after uh, Chip Kelly is when they hired Shanahan. But those few years, they were god awful. And even when Shanahan took over, they started like 0-10 or 1-10 or something. And then they get Garoppolo for a second-round pick. He comes, rattles off five wins. with I, I'm pretty sure it was 0-10 because he won five straight games with a winless team or something like that. They sign him to the extension. He gets hurt week two or week three, I believe. Week two or three, I think, of the next season. So you're now you're wondering like what could have been if he stayed healthy. Well, we found out what could have been next year when he took them all the way to a Super Bowl, and we were up by ten points in the third quarter over the Chiefs. Uh, we all know how that went, but um, th- there's a lot of like hope and uh, hope, and just you know nostalgia with Garoppolo taking what was a terrible team after the Harbaugh era to a dominant, you know, Super Bowl uh, contender in t- 2019. And especially winning five games when they had won zero before him. So I understand why people have been attached to him, but I mean, just the the Niners traded to third to pick a quarterback. Like that's all you need to know. He's not the future. He's not going to be the future. There's no scenario where he starts for this team next year. Uh, he's been a great pro from for, ever since they took him. Like you see his comments after the game. and It's natural human nature. You know, they said, "How'd you feel about?" being uh taken out of the game for lance on the first touchdown drive and you could tell he wanted to finish that drive himself and it sucked that he has stay on the sidelines but i mean you know what he gets it uh the the organization you know they've been pretty clear with i mean they were clear when they straight up to three to to grab trey lance that he's not the future and the fans need to stop thinking he is or just you know stop being so sensitive about this guy because yeah i love him he's a He's an awesome player. I'm going to root for the next team he plays for, but it's not going to be this one after this year. And so I just think, like, I understand why people love him, but it's time to move on. Even though he's still our quarterback now, it's the writing's on the wall. It's t- 2022. It's Trey Lance time. It could even come sooner than that. So if you're not prepared for that, then you should get
2: prepared for it.
0: If you're a Niners fan,
2: you know what no, a scenario, man? I got a scenario for you. Say, say you guys like rip out like 10 wins. And Garoppolo's rolling. Like wh- wh- what do you do there?
0: I mean, it's a it's a great problem to have. Um, <laughs> you could probably get more for Garoppolo in a trade. Because I've thought about that too. Like best case scenario, like Garoppolo leads them to the playoffs and like they win a Super Bowl. Like how like first of all, how much content could we produce off of that? And two, like, how like awesome would that be for the franchise? Like, okay, we have a Super Bowl winning quarterback and do we pick third overall? It's, it's a nice problem to have because you could be like the Texans, you know, have an alleged uh, criminal and Tyron Taylor. I'd rather have the former situation. Yeah,
1: hey, they got Davis Mills back there, too.
0: OK, whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you're 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 right. I think that this is the final year of Garoppolo in in uh, San Francisco. But, you know, Kyle Shanahan likes him so much because he's so much like his boy.
0: No, no, no. you're doing you're doing cousins a disrespect. I'm just kidding. Yeah,
1: you're you're you're, cousins
0: plays. He plays every season, every game. Yeah, but I'll give that to him. He
1: yeah, he plays. He he plays. He's he's there. You know, he's there. He's definitely physically. (laughs) He's physically there all the time. But um, I've been telling you for years that Kirk Cousins and uh, Jimmy were the same player. But
0: well, you saw why I disagree with that all the time because um, on the on the play where Debo fumbled. The clinching third down conversion—he made something happen out of nothing. He like, he uh, evaded pressure and found Devo on a play that wasn't supposed to go to him. Uh, yeah. Kyle said after the game, he's like, "Yeah, that's supposed to be a that's supposed to be a checkdown to Kittle. If he's not there, then it's fine if he takes a sack." Even but Jimmy made something happen, and that's—I mean, I—that's I, not who he is, you know. He can—he's not really mobile, but little things like that is why I thought he could be something more.
1: Uh, And he was came up under the Belichick system, so everyone thought he was going to be, you know, the Brady's little boy. And even before he got traded, everyone's like, "Oh, he's going to be the next Brady in New England." And yeah, so everyone was high on him. I was high on him too. He was seven and zero. He was seven and zero as a starter going into his second season, um, in San Francisco, right?
0: And Belichick wanted to ditch Brady for this guy. So like, come on. (laughs)
1: <laughs> exactly, so I get, I get it, I get that.
0: But well, um, it's not, it's not going to happen beyond this year. It May even happen before this year ends. Uh, the Trey Lance era in San Francisco. But Mike, you got any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, man. Uh, I don't, I don't know, man. Trey Lance, I, 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 I like him. I like him. I mean, he's to me personally, he's a little green. Uh, he, he only played Very a couple green. of games. He, he only played a couple of games in college. Um. <laughs> He, when he sit, did he sit out twenty twenty, or he had like one game or something like that? Yeah,
1: he, he sat out.
2: Yeah, and um, I don't know. It just seems a little media driven to me that they want him in right away. I mean, it's not like uh, the Justin Fields and and uh, uh, Red Rocket. I can't think of his name. It's not don't. that situation. You guys got like a pretty solid quarterback that can hold in his own, and when he is healthy, he's shown that he can he can sling the ball with the best of them. Now, he has to stay healthy. Um, I think it might be a little bit too early, too premature to try to pull the trigger on giving the keys to, to Trey Lance. Um, I, I would sit him an entire season and then do a quarterback competition the next year. Worst case scenario, you got a second quarterback you can use for, for trade bait. And I would get rid of Garoppolo, of course, you know and get him for, you know, if, if he's having a great season, you can get him for, you know, a mid or a high round pick, you know, add on to that team that you already have.
0: Yeah, if uh, if Lance had to sit the whole season, that's why they kept Garoppolo um, after drafting Lance. There were talks that they could trade him, just roll with Lance, but, I mean, uh, Kyle's been bitten by injuries so many times, and if you yeah. roll into a season with Lance as your starter and uh, Nate Setheba yeah. as your backup, I mean, it's no different than rolling with Garoppolo, Bethard, and Mullins. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's why they kept Garoppolo, in case Lance wasn't ready, or in case there was an injury to him, if he did start. So he's... He'll be on the team for the rest of this year, I believe. I don't think there's going to be a trade if he does get benched, but uh, next year, it's going to be Lance's team. They might just... They could honestly... I actually haven't really really looked into it, but... I don't know how much leverage they're going to have in a trade because they can probably save a lot of money by cutting
1: him. I was going to say there's got to yeah. be that that yeah. that's what I was thinking too. But if he does get traded, it won't be this year. I mean, this is a this is a possible Super Bowl contending team. You're not just going to trade Garoppolo and have what Nick Mullins as your backup or something like that or C.J. Bethard?
0: Now Mullins plays for Philly. I don't know what happened to Bethard. Our backup is Nate Sudfeld right now. The guy. There you go, up.
1: Nate Sudfeld. Okay. Well, you're All not gonna.
0: Fans cried about who went in the game uh, last season. They said the Eagles were tanking the game. That was him.
1: Yeah, I do remember that. But oh, I do remember that. That was a, That was so. That was ridiculous. <laughs> that was so dumb. God, yeah. Philly. Yeah, Philly. that was him. No, but he doesn't get traded this year. I think that he's on the team regardless. He gets bench, he gets benched, he's on the team. This a super bowl contending team. You don't wanna you don't want something something to happen to Trey Lance and have to go to Nate Sudfeld to play in the playoffs or
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I just wanna know whenever he does get traded, that's my second favorite team. I'm gonna keep rooting for the guy regardless.
1: Yeah, I mean he is a really good looking man, isn't he, James?
0: Yeah, it just, I know you I mean, got a
1: little man crush, so that's all right. I get it. He's he's
0: a, he's, he's a good-looking Italian. Like, what is there not to He's like? a saint.
1: He's a saint. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Well, um, do you guys, if you guys, do you guys have any closing thoughts on anything, uh, anything on your mind?
1: No, I'm. I have nothing to add about the Minnesota Vikings game. Uh, we'll be here on. We'll be here on Friday or on Friday to talk our picks and um, things like that. If you can do me a favor, do us all a favor. If you're listening, please follow us on Twitter at purple underscore gold underscore. And Mike, I really appreciate you coming in today. It's fun to sit here and talk about the Raiders. I felt like we had to do this after last night's game. That that game was too much fun, and uh, hopefully, we'll have you back on sometime soon.
2: Oh yeah, hopefully sooner than later, man. Appreciate you having. Appreciate you guys having me. <laughs> of course.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Th- thanks
0: for coming on. All right. for uh, Well, Mike, do you have any closing thoughts?
2: Yeah. I uh, have a bold prediction for you guys before I Uh-oh. leave. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let's hear it. Darren Waller will break Michael Thomas's reception record
1: this season. Yeah. Okay. I can't argue that. He had 19 targets last night. I. I...
0: What's the record? I think
1: it's 149. 140. Yeah, I was yeah, just
0: gonna say 140. Right. 149. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll we'll see we'll see if that comes to fruition. That uh, there's no reason. Hey, he's
1: got a he's got an extra game to do it too. There you go. Yep. yep. All right. All right.
0: All right. So that that's gonna be all for us tonight for Ian and Mike. My name is James. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time.